Hello there. We were able to sit down late last week with Travis Olson of Mountain Rides LLC about Grusk. He provides some great insight into this year's event. Note that registration for Grusk closes on Wednesday, July 3 at 5 p.m. Before we jump into that, please don't forget to register for our own Dirty by Kinetic Crit on Sunday, August 11. Registration is open. Okay, you know I had to sneak that in there. Here's Christine and Travis. Hi, Travis. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. We're excited to talk about Grusk with you. Hi. Could yeah, you tell really excited to talk about you. Yeah. Uh, we've heard a lot of great things about the course. We've had a lot of our teammates race it. So could you give us some highlights about the event? Yeah, sure can. Um, so Grusk, which is short for the Gravel Race Up Spruce Knob, um, is essentially a gravel race to the highest peak in West Virginia, um, and that's Spruce Knob, just over 4,800 feet in elevation. Um, it's a weekend-long event, um, so not only do we have the race, but uh, we have we have bands playing, we have beer and food, and um, you know dorm rooms folks can stay in before and after the event. Um, tons of camping in this beautiful um, high altitude meadow, or high altitude for West Virginia anyway, that with a uh, hundred mile views um, on each side. So uh, it's a really cool venue, it's a really cool event. We're in our fourth year. Um, you know, the first year we started off pretty small. Uh, we had 117 riders, and I think probably 20% of those were from the Bike Kinetic team. So, you know, thanks to you guys and all the teammates for making our event what it is. I, I think I owe a lot of success to the team and and Mike D, who is on your on your team for spreading the word um, and helping plan this crazy thing. Um, but um, you know, essentially, that's that's Grusk in a nutshell. Um, we're we're growing this year with another route, and we anticipate close to 500 riders this year. So uh, wow, a little bit worried, but a little bit excited at the same time. You know, it's a good problem to have that people want to come to your event. Um, you know, but it's a remote event, and and uh, you know, we're just hoping to um, you know deliver the caliber event that, uh, that folks are expecting from Grusk. And I, you know, I, I think they'll have it this year. Yeah, I, I can only imagine. We've only heard people rave about the event and that it's been such a fantastic experience from the atmosphere, from the other racers, from the venue, from the actual the ride. So, you know, it's all around and very much enjoyed by so many people and I'm honestly glad to hear that you call him Mike D too because we all call him Mike D because that he has a, a very substantial last name. <laughs> but he was Absolutely. an early <laughs> he was an early champion of your race, like banging the banging the drums to get a, a lot of folks to go out there. So and I know a lot of people are looking forward to it and um yeah growing your event from um about a hundred riders to, to five hundred over four years is a uh, probably quite a compliment to the event that you put on. Well, well thank I you. I mean, I, th I think it's more about the word of mouth, too. You know, we we kind of lucked into the venue. Um, I think the venue is probably 75% of the event. Um, and then, you know, the, the beautiful roads that we have in West Virginia that don't get much traffic um, is the other key piece. And uh, I try not to take really much credit for it at all, except you know, organizing it all. Um, but, you know, if it wasn't for the people showing up and loving what we do, um, we wouldn't have this this event. Well, I, 
I know as someone who's been to uh, many uh, bike race events and riding events and the organization and the person supporting it behind it is, is a significant part of making it successful. So it's definitely, definitely appreciated. And we appreciate um, all the work that goes into it and the execution. I know uh, for folks that haven't signed up yet that might still be on the fence or don't have, you know, next weekend looks to be a long weekend, probably for a lot of people with uh, Friday being the day after the 4th. If they haven't signed up yet, what are the different course options if people are hesitant, if they want to do something shorter, or if they're ready to kind of jump in the, the deep end, so to speak? Oh, yeah. Um, well, this year we offered four different courses, um, anywhere from 32 miles. That's our Spruce Highlights course, which takes folks down the, uh, the famous, infamous grassy downhill, which is just a, a blast, especially if it's dry. Uh, um, a double track, two, two and a half miles of double track downhill that's just sublime. And then it takes them past Snob Lake, then up to the summit and back to the venue. That's our shortest course. The classic course is 53 miles, and uh, they get all of that um, plus um, some bonus miles down to the town of Whitmer. And that course follows Gandy Creek, which is, which is, I think, one of the most scenic parts of the entire route. So if you're on the classic course, you're really getting to see probably what I think is the most beautiful stretch of the route um, along a creek for 11 miles. And, you know, I love to ride that piece. Uh, then it bumps up to 78 miles. Um, it used to be 73, but now it's 78. I, I took a kind of sketchy paved downhill that I've had some injuries on and some helicopter evacuations from the last couple of years out of the race. Um, so it ends up extending the route by five miles. So it's now 78, um, but it's 78 downhill and flat miles or, um, five extra flat <laughs> um, or downhill miles. <laughs> um, I was like, I'd love to go flat down or downhill. It's pretty challenging. <laughs> I'd love actually. to go downhill for 78 miles. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's, um, that gives riders a taste of everything, um, that Spruce Knob and the surrounding ridges and, and roads have to offer. It's a it's a stellar course. Um, it's forget how much gravel is in there, but it's it's above 75% gravel. So it's a ton of gravel over that 78 miles. Um, and uh, you know, folks just love it. But it is a long course, and it's remote and it's daunting. So you know, I encourage folks to to be prepared and know they can finish that before they dive into that one. Um, we only have one SAG vehicle. We don't have room for a ton of folks. So, um, you know, we encourage folks to be self-sufficient and know what they're getting into with that one. But um, it's not really technical. So folks don't have to worry about having to have incredible mountain bike, cyclocross technical skills, except for maybe that grassy downhill if it's wet. Other than that, um, you know, the roads in the Monongahela National Forest are super smooth, um, barring any recent activity from the Forest Service laying down new gravel. Um, that's always a that's always an option, but uh, we haven't had a ton of that. Um, and uh, the last course option, well, it's not it's no longer an option. I shut it down um, a, a week out, um, and, I'll, and I'll give you the reason why in a second. But it's the uh, Grusque Grande 158-mile route. It was intended to be a two-day bikepacking course, but I had a ton of folks with interest in doing it in one day, which um, my hat's off to them. I don't have that club in my bag right now. Um, so I ended up 
splitting the categories between two-day bikepacking um, or one-day full pole, which we're terming the grande loco because I think you have to be a little loco to sign up for something like that. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a, it's 158 miles, and uh, it's uh, it's a really big course. Um, it takes you into the the old railroad town of Durban. It's the Greenbrier River Rail Trail for 20 miles, which is just incredibly beautiful, and then heads up to Canaan Valley, up to the Canaan Valley Plateau and into the town of Davis, um, where they'll have a pit stop at Blackwater Bikes, and then they'll truck on back toward the town of Whitmer and, and latch on to, latch on to uh, one of the courses um, and kind of backtrack the classic course up to the summit and back to the venue. So uh, they have, they either have two long days ahead of them or one really, really long day ahead of them. And that starts Friday. But the reason I shut that down is because um, everyone is assigned a, a satellite GPS tracker uh, for, for their safety and for my peace of mind, um, since the course is unmarked and it's essentially self-supported. So they're responsible for route finding and uh, getting themselves out of trouble unless it's uh, you know an absolute emergency, then either 911 or or we'll come we'll come bail them out. Um, but that's 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 the biggest news for this year, I think, other than that little route change I talked about is the addition of this course. And I'm really excited to see uh, how it goes, and um, uh, you know if if we'll be doing it next year. I think we will, based on the feedback we're getting already about you know people who know the course. Yeah, that sounds like you put so much thought into the different courses, having uh, something for people at different levels or depending how much, you know, they want to ride on a particular day. And I knew I uh, would be thinking that the weather might be a little bit kinder in terms of a reprieve from the, the humidity in West Virginia versus what we've been experiencing this week in D.C. and Virginia. It's been quite steamy. So hopefully the mountains will alleviate that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, they, they do, and that's a good point. You know, up, up that high in elevation, um, I think it takes people off guard, especially people in Richmond and in Lowland, Virginia, near the coast, and D.C., because um, what happens is you're used to 100-degree heat and 100-degree humidity, and you get up to the mountains, and you you realize that you probably should have packed a puffy jacket or a extra sweatshirt and some long pants. And, you know, a lot of folks are, are shivering when they get there and especially that morning when they're coming to breakfast. So, uh, you know, that's something to keep in mind too. Um, you're definitely going to beat the heat. Um, but, you know, just know that that route does drop down to about 900 feet above sea level. So it's going to be steamy down at the bottom, but then you're going to get that reprieve on your way back up. Yeah, good reminder this time of the year because it's hard to remember that you actually can get cold and, it, you know, the weather does change. So uh, hard, to, hard to think about now, but definitely we'll keep that in mind. So it sounds like registration closes next week. What is that date for us so we can let everyone know who needs to either uh, sign up or just get a last-minute review of the logistics? Yeah, so it closes um, next Wednesday. And I'm looking at the calendar now because my days are just um, running together at this point. But it's next Wednesday, and I believe it's early evening. Um, I want to say 5 or 8 o'clock, but uh, I'm sorry I don't have that in front of me right now, and I forget what I actually put. But um, it, uh, I have a closing a day earlier than I have in previous years, mainly for the fact that um, it's easier for me to 
manage the the waivers and everything that I need to print out. You know, all the admin stuff that a bike promoter has to do. That's really not much fun, but it has to be done. Um, yep, it allows me to have all that printed. Yeah, yeah, that, that that darn paperwork. But it allows me to get all that fairly squared away before I leave for the mountains. Um, it's just easier to do that kind of thing at home than it is um, up in someone else's office or or in a in a my trailer with a, a printer and a, a laptop. Well, perfect. It sounds like uh, we are almost all ready to go, except anyone that hasn't signed up yet. Long-term weather looks pretty decent. You can cool off a little bit, get a great ride in, hang out with your friends, and get a break from the day-to-day -day that we all go through. Most of us who have to work to ride our bikes. <laughs> Anyways, uh, oh, we yeah. really appreciate really appreciate your time going through all the different course options, describing everything, and definitely excited about this event. So is there anything else before we kind of wrap this up that you'd like to share? Um, you know, I, I don't think so. You know, a lot of, I guess the, the one thing that I always share, and this is really with anybody, is, um, you know, when, when the emails start coming out, and they'll start coming out probably tonight, and then periodically until until the night before the race is uh you know just take a few minutes and read the email in its entirety um, that'll really help racers prepare for race day and the weather and you know parking and directions and uh um i guess on the directions note most of the bike kinetic folks have been there and they brought the big bus um but for those who may be traveling um, by themselves and haven't been to the venue, give yourself an extra hour over top of what Google Maps tells you because you never know when you're going to run into a farmer or a slow vehicle on those back roads in West Virginia and, and be delayed. Um, you know, give yourself plenty of time to get to the venue, uh, especially if you're coming day of. Um, it's remote and there's not much cell service, so, you know, just be prepared for that. Yeah, definitely good advice. I know I've learned my lesson in many events make sure you read through everything because there's always some nugget in there you forget about or a good reminder so yeah definitely thank you for that uh, thank oh, you so well. much for your time yeah this is exciting i know our team is excited i know we've encouraged a lot of our friends on other teams to race and there are going to be a lot of us up there so we are looking forward to it thank you very much Find oh thank Instagram. you i appreciate the call yes absolutely Find us on Instagram at Team Bikenetic.